When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my gosh, welcome to Meltdown Comics in the Nerd Melt Theater. It is my pleasure to announce that Harmontown is once again in session. Please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, my dear friend, Mr. Dan Harmon. on the right. Close enough. I came up a different way. Yeah, yeah. For those of you at home. Uh, I went to a party tonight. <clears throat> so I'm a little drunk. <laughs> Stop it. Don't, don't encourage it. You're 20, I'm 40. Uh, it's, not, it's not charismatic for me. It's inspirational uh, for us, though. Well, it's a, keep, keep, keep hitching your wagon to that star, my friend. Uh, I will be 60, I'll be under a bridge. You'll be 40, you'll have your own podcast. It'll make you nothing. And uh, we'll just keep this just conveyor belt into a meat grinder, like in the Pink Floyd the Wall uh, animation. Now, I, saw, I saw you, Dan, right before you left to this party, and you were saying, Jeff, uh, hmm, uh. <laughs> We, 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 were, we were at a bar, and Dan said, I'm not, I'm not good with strangers. And right. you were worried about meeting your neighbor, and he Google-mapped where the party was, and he found out that the house was the house right behind his backyard. Right. So how did it go? Yeah. Uh, neighborly. It was, uh, but it, there was a point at the party where I found out that uh, this lady who uh, was hosting the party... We were talking about wine and patios and cats. <laughs> Dogs. I'm going to guess she was white. Uh, that's on you, my friend, but you are correct. Just a guess. She let it drop, and not in, a, not in the way that you're used to it getting dropped. Like, like I, it, it, she, it got dropped that she had survived a tremendous brain tumor. Uh, like, 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 it, 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 she, it sort of, I, don't, I can't really, I'm too drunk to recall, like, how, it, how organically it got scooted in. Like, she wasn't like, hey, that's, that's my calling card. Like, <laughs> she was one of those, she was cool with it. She had survived it. It was part of her life, absolutely. So it accidentally arrived in the conversation. And nothing could be more fascinating than you, to me, you find that out. Holy shit, tell me more. How does that start? What does it feel like? What's going on? Uh, I, 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 so I'm talking to a person who has had, she got out her, her, her iPhone, she had iPhone photos 
of a golf ball sized meatball that was in her head, center of it, like a cartoon, like a profile of her skull, and then from the top and then from the side, it's like you could see it right in the middle of her fucking brain, just a golf ball sized. What are you writing down? Today's date. <laughs> Dan, is, am I boring you? No. <laughs> this woman. I, I, I had a couple drinks. <laughs> I, was at, I was at Greg Proops' uh, uh, comedy special at Moose and Frank's, and there was gin to be had. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say. I'm there only... were tumor stories to be had at this party. And I just. I, 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 I wrote down today's day. I, I, I wrote down 7, 13, 13, question mark. Is that right? No. 14? Okay, fuck all you people. It's getting up. Anyways. Okay, 14, the only, and I'm crossing out the question mark. The only, reason I, the only reason I wanted to tell this story is because of this curious social phenomenon. I'm standing on a patio. The hostess has revealed... I, I, I'm headlong into, you know, kind of deposing her about her... The experience, because this is something that I, 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 I unbelievable. This happened to you. You survived it. Tell me more. What? How, how did you find out? Blah blah blah. There was another guy there, another neighbor. I hope he doesn't start listening to the podcast tonight. <laughs> and it's, this isn't on him. This is on me. But it was like halfway through me, kind of like like getting more information from her about this meatball that was in her head that she had survived. This god struck lightning bolt that like, like, like she, she's walking around she's hanging out she's eating cheese with us but at one point <laughs> Zeus had tried as hard as he could um, the, the, like, the guy goes uh, he, he said I, I think this is verbatim he said uh, it's just like my wife and, and I was like okay alright swivel over to him <laughs> slippery slope then he started talking about how his wife had been in a car accident and he started, started describing the absolutely brutal details of this car accident that involved also her children were in the car. There's no question that he had total... There was no... Yes, it's great. All I could think the entire time was, go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck you, party, party guy with your wife accident. He's talking to the tumor lady. <laughs> I, I just, that's my only point is that I just found myself, like this has nothing to do with good people, bad people, anything. It's just like the weirdest human phenomenon. I've got a glass of Chablis. I'm talking to this lady. She's like, yeah, I survived this thing. It was growing. And then they MRI'd and then they radioactivated. Well, it was my wife. It was, oh, the babies were bleeding and it was bacon on the highway. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden there's a good guy and a bad guy in the story. I'm just like, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. I can't wait to go to the bathroom and talk shit about him. What a piece of shit. His fucking wife in a car accident. Fuck Cocksucker. I just think that's a funny human phenomenon. Like he's, I'm, I'm sure he's not lying. I just, but I knew he was a bad person. I, I, I went to a charity thing a, a couple years ago, and it was for uh, children that. Had oh, fuck you, Jeff! I'm talking about the tumor lady. In the, see what he's trying to do? No, I was at a thing uh, 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 for a charity for children that had been burned. And I was sitting at a table. Uh, there were firemen there, and they, they have a lot invested in that because they are they are people that you know are involved in the accidents that, that happen when people get burned. And so it's a very emotional thing. And there was a woman there I talked to, and she goes, "Fuck this! I fucking hate this fucking charity." She was so bummed out fucking about it. Fucking burnt people. No, because, because she told me I was like, "Why? Like, what's 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 your 
what's your stakes in this? And she's like, like I have a child that was born with an illness that, uh, for, like from birth. Like she never had a chance. Like these children had a chance to not get birth. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, interesting. Like, yeah, I was like, look, lady, like... I'm I not... thought she was going to say, like... No, no, like, I, I, she, she was saying, like, this is a bullshit charity. These are... <laughs> I, I was like, I can't root for anything anymore, forever. See, that's, that's very interesting, yeah. though. It's like, like, where do you... If you, do you, you're, you ever walk down the sidewalk, you're going to the grocery store, it's three in the morning, you're, uh... All right, midnight, whatever you fucking... Gonna get pencil supplies, whatever. <laughs> Me, I'm going to get a bottle opener. I, 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 I you, you hear a little meow, meow, meow. And you look, and there's a little, there's a little raggedy, little dirt-covered MacGuffin, like a little meow, meow. inside oh, the drugstore. No, just another like one of a million stray cats, like just like like a meow, 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 meow. Like you know it's gonna die if you don't, or maybe it won't, or it'll end up in a shelter, like. I, I, it's a, like the only you, you you then you pull back in your head and you imagine a map of Los Angeles and you go okay what if every stray cat in Los Angeles was a little red dot the map of Los Angeles as far as you could pull back would be a giant red dot there is just a it's just a condition it's just misery feline misery so you think that about the human condition too and it's like it's it is so weird you go to a camp for kids who have been burnt. How can you not be on the side of that when your life has been affected by something other, other than, than that? that. Yeah. And it's not, it's like, like there are no heroes or villains. It's crazy. Like, 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 what fucking charity do you give to? If you, if you find a billion dollars under a rock tomorrow, you know, like, 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 ugh, there's just a, like, like uncharismatic sort of fire that keeps raging where you squirt your little fire hose at it. That's called poverty, hunger. I'll just, uh, it's the thought that counts me <laughs> and then there's the charismatic tragedies with the, the human faces on them I don't know what, uh, what is the most charismatic tragedy <laughs> <laughs> I mean let, let's, let's rank tragedies in terms of charisma well it's, uh, it's, it's antigeria. It's the opposite of progeria it's uh, old people they slowly become so adorable <laughs> and that they die <laughs> It's more, more, they they more, get sucked more. up back inside a uterus. Yeah, and, and it's like, fuck you guys. But it's very tragic, but you can't tell from looking at it. Uh, I want to bring a friend to, to the stage because he, uh, he's got a hard in and a hard out. And uh, he's, 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 he's got a hard in and a hard out. Yeah, he's dropping in by parachute, and then he's rolling out like on a, uh, with a bayonet. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't do, I don't do good interviews, and I don't do good introductions. Let's just bring him up. James Urbaniak is here tonight. Hard in. Welcome to my poorly formatted show. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. I listened to yours today. I listened to episode 11 of your podcast. Thank getting you. it on with James Urbania. Getting on. Getting on, not getting it on. Getting it on. Very. That's a very different. It's called Hard Ins and Hard Outs with James Urbania. <laughs> <laughs> your most recent episode is Lockdown, and it's yes. it's true. It's 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 great. Like like like. I, I, there's lots of podcasts out there that like super ego comes to mind. It's just an experience. Like yes, yes, there are people ego. like me who are just dumping their dumb narcissistic asses into a microphone and like pumping it out there, and that's great too. 
That's, that's worthy of something. There's a technique to your neurotic spluttering. S- somehow burnt children are being helped right now by me doing this. Um, uh, but then there is the actual use of the medium, which is so charismatic and so envy-inducing. When I listen, uh. to, I listen to that thing, and it's fucking fast and tight and amazing and purely driven by your resonant tones. You're, <laughs> you're, you're Dr. Venture from Venture Brothers. You, uh, you, 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 you are a professional voice actor. You know what's for sale when you talk into a microphone. And I'm just... Thank you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this and this thing, there's 11 episodes of it. Please click on them and listen. It's a fictional podcast. You yeah, tell little stories in every episode. Yeah, it's just like little short plays. But the idea is that it's James Urbaniak's podcast, but each month James Urbaniak could be a different character. And the given circumstances of his life are completely different. And so it's basically me like talking about stuff, but like sometimes I'm sort of myself. But like in the one you just listened to, I'm the captain of a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> and then like this one where I'm a drunken college professor who just got fired. There's another one where I'm a guy who just experienced a personal tragedy, just tying it together with the theme of this show. Yeah. <laughs> and that one gets like really dark. And so like, but it started out just because I wanted to just make something uh, in my house <laughs> that was easy, to, I mean, relatively easy to make and just put it out there. That's and then I asked a bunch of writer friends to write for it. And then I've been writing with uh, uh, write, my writing partner, Bree Williams, and we've written like three of them so far, including the space one. That's pretty great. Easy, easy to subscribe to. And, uh, and it's on the feral, uh, it's on the feral audio.com with the Harmontown. Yeah. It's part of the feral family you know, of stars. You know, there's a lot of very interesting things in the feral audio network. We're doing a new thing where we take a little break and do feral audio. Oh, uh, podcast I didn't get that, the point of that transition. It's an experimental thing. It was my idea. I thought you were sending up that kind of plug. No, no. <laughs> do, you, do you want a musical theme for that? Do you, you, do you want to? No, make it? no. I think it's better to just have silence and then you. Go yeah. Okay. Feral audio. Let's talk about these kids for a second. I mean. Feral audio. Feral audio. I mean, sure. If you're a burnt kid. Feral audio. My. Favorite audio. <laughs> and there are groups of people out there who have it worst. Burnt kids and, and uh, people with, with tumors and things. But Feral Audio makes no money. They're just a collective of uh, brilliant people doing podcasting just for the fuck of it. That's right. They're good people. Because young Dustin uh, is about the work. Yeah. He just hangs there he out. Is. Dustin Marshall, everybody. Marshall, the founder. Audio. Only 12 years old. Only He's only 12, 12 years old. People don't know that about Dustin Marshall. his trademark cap and headphones. Yep. He's never a, without them. He's yeah, like a cartoon character. When to take the headphones off. He, he was orphaned in 1892. See him walking up and down Franklin Avenue in his cap and headphones, listening to podcasts. His life truly, his headstone will say, Dustin Marshall, Dustin Marshall. He's a little newsy. Headphones and a hat. Deep. Well, I was going to do a rap bridge for that. Can I do a rap bridge? D to the U to the S to the T to the I to the N. All right, that's it. <laughs> that was your spelling. <laughs> that's a very popular rap trope, spelling. It's to, but the to the, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dustin Marshall's uh, headstone will definitely have the words uh, extra, extra on them. <laughs> have little stone headphones uh, over the yeah, yeah. Read all about it. There'll be, real, there'll be real headphones and you can hear his plaintive wails from beyond the grave. 
<laughs> yeah, you can put them on. <laughs> I'm alive! <laughs> Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. I'm, I'm down here trying to court Mark Marin. <laughs> Mark Marin. Did he go over to Mark Marin's grave and he's like, I don't need you. <laughs> Uh, so it's a gold rush right now, the podcast uh, industry. Uh, Urbaniac, you you yes. played you played Crumb in yeah. the movie American, American Splendor. Splendor. Yeah, I did. Well, did yeah, was that was there, exciting. Was there any uh, direction? Did did you research? Well, I was uh, when that audition came in. I, you know, you audition for these things as an actor, and usually you go, "Well, I'll do the best I can." And when that audition came in, and uh, it was. It was uh, 2001 that audition came in on the answering machine. We had answering machines back then. And I, and so it's just you, exposition from your mom? <laughs> <laughs> you come in like your cat woman? Oh, James, when yeah, are you going to meet exactly. the right girl? The answering machine trope. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, they said, you're auditioning with this movie called American Splendor to play Robert Crumb. And I thought, that part is mine. No one else is more qualified. I'm thin. I'm tall. I, I'm an amateur cartoonist. I saw Crumb. I saw Crumb, and I'm a fan of his work. What more? Well, was I Crum, have a hat like that. Am I? Was closet? Crumb out? Crumb had been out. Did you? So you oh my God! I, I saw Crumb, and it came out. That's a masterpiece. That movie. Oh, it's amazing. And then I watched that like a loop. And then I auditioned. Uh, no, and the auditions for American Splendor were September 10th, 2001, 9:10. Then what happened? <laughs> Then the callback was like six weeks later. <laughs> I had to wait forever. <laughs> it's true, the auditions were in downtown New York. The auditions were in downtown New York on Canal Street at Good Machine, and it was illegal to go downtown for like four weeks. You... Yeah. yeah. Those fucking terrorists. Yeah. All right. uh, they almost fucked up my getting was that Was 9-11 an inside job? I gave you a real good segue there, and it's true. I just watched two documentaries today, and I've become, I've gone I from... walked into the drawing room earlier today, and Dan was sitting next to Dino, and Dan was clearly in the middle of... Uh, a, of a, a rant about the melting point of steel. Yes. Is, uh, I've become one of these people. Is, the, is that conspiracy guy, what's his face? Barky McGee, you know, the one who's always... <laughs> McGruff? The, who's the famous no, conspiracy Mag McGruff guy? is the crime dog. Alex Jones, thank you. Barky McGee, Barky I call him. Was he in these documentaries, Alex Jones? Uh, Alex, no, I don't. Not that I All right, because he just makes a living like making but I shit remember up. When, 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 but back back in the day, I, I anybody who was talking about the boiling point of metal and the pancake and the all this shit, I I I, I would just I was so turned off by that stuff because I was like, precisely because I was like, you know what? No, there's not a fucking don't romanticize this. This is an actual, Jesus Christ, these people died and it's a fucking big deal. And more importantly, it's about the government's kind of ineptitude. That's what, like, I wanted to, I remember being in therapy sessions and saying to therapists, like, uh, yeah, I'm just angry about this. I just, uh, these people, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do anything. Well, like, well, we pay our taxes. Fucking, you're supposed to be in this no-fly zone. Like, like I thought you're supposed to clip your Dilbert cartoons and you're, you, you, you have your coupons for cat food. And you're like, I thought the whole exchange was supposed to ultimately have to do with security. Uh, like, and, but no, you can just. Blah, blah, blah. I was mad about it back then. I was mad. 
And I never wanted to hear anybody saying, like, well, you know, they never, oh, Flight 77 is oh, the kind of metal that on the plane of the tail couldn't have. I, I was like, those people are quacks. I don't want to talk to those people because they're trying to JFKify something that is actually deeply patriotic spiritual like important personal but i just i now i start just today i guess like maybe i hit some tipping point or i don't know maybe what did you watch i I watched these just weird documentaries that whatever was available i don't know what happened to me today i just drifted into some weird cloud maybe 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 it's because community like i i i just like i i just was looking for an escape uh, the pressures, you know, I just wanted a Sunday to just like escape into a cloud. Well, you, should, you should get fired again. And I, I, <laughs> that, that would help. That would help. I, 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 I watched this. I watched this documentary called uh, 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 "Press for Truth." I think it was called, or "Press." Yeah, and then another one that was called Zero. Zero z- the latter is the more like sci-fi kind of like what's the melting point of steel kind of stuff press for truth is actually kind of impressive because it's it's very deeply personal it's about the like the 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 wives of 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 victims like going just like on a human level they're just going they're not saying i think that uh, spaghetti was the motivation like they're they're just saying no one's giving us a satisfactory answer anyways guys what do you think I don't know. What's their, what's their theory? Uh, well, there's a, there, in the first one, there was like this huge thing about Pakistan. I'm sorry that Kumail's not here to... Uh, to be bummed out. Uh, there's a, like, all this... I, I, I can't keep track of it. Your head starts to spin. That's the thing that conspiracy theorists have but are as you, an advantage. Is this the thing where they're saying, oh, well, it was the, uh, the American government did it themselves? Is uh, that what well, certainly about? the second of the two, the one, that, the one that's called Zero, yeah. It's all about... It's, yeah, absolutely the implication is that it's an inside job. Dan, if you had to guess right now with what limited information <laughs> and intelligence that you have... But anyway, as is my job. You know, I'm, saying, I'm not saying you have to be right, but if you had to go from your gut with what it, what facts information you currently have? What do you think <laughs> happened? <laughs> I don't, because honestly, the, because I swear to God, I'm not kidding. Like I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. I swear. Do you to think God. a plane hit the Pentagon? Uh, God damn it! I I I I, I, I now I watch these two things today. I would have yesterday. I From your said, gut, Dan. <laughs> TMZ's not here. Yesterday, I would have said yes. There is no gut. That's the problem. Like there is no like the. I watched two documentaries today. Here's the problem with conspiracy theorists. You're still processing is what's going. They on. get to conspiracy theorists like they're dangerous. That's a dangerous industry. They get to leave out things that don't service them. Like there's something marketable about saying JFK didn't get killed by Lee Harvey That's Oswald. Right. That's why this guy Alex Jones, like he makes a living doing this. You're incentivized every inch of every magic bullet's pathway. You're incentivized to fudge, and that's not cool when you're dealing with stuff that people actually. Would care you be about. Would you be more content knowing that it actually happened as reported, or that there actually was like you know hocus pocus going on with the government i would actually i would be way more sad i I would i would i i I hope to god that 19 uh fundamentalist uh uh guys from saudi arabia climbed into planes and did horrible things and flew them into things and that that was that i would i would i so would much rather life be that like that i i these 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 things take you down a rabbit hole, though. You just go like you're so unsatisfied by that truth. James, this is the, this is the point in the show where the guest has to start interviewing Dan. Yeah. Because <laughs> James, what do you think, James? Come on, tell us, James. James, tell us. Well, the government. You're Doctor Venture. What do you right. think? 
9-11 was an inside job. See? See? Dr. Betcher doesn't say see. I think uh, the government already, well, the people in power already had a wet dream for many years that some tragic event would happen that would allow them to go off preemptively, knocking off like dictators and stuff. Yeah. And and so and you know, there's this thing called the Project for the New American Century, which. What? PNAC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, those are the letters yeah. that. It's like we're in Washington Square Park here. <laughs> and there's a thing in there that says we really want to go off and, and you know uh, knock off dictators, but we need we need a really good incentive to do it. We need like a Pearl Harbor. And then, but then you think they'd be really good at going in September 2001, Christmas came early to the people who wrote that document. So I can see why you can kind of conflate that desire and change it around a little bit and say those people made that happen, but they didn't. Except that no dictators ever get knocked off, and the economy is not booming, and there is no like I could I could see how those guys would that would be their wet dream, but I don't think they engineered it. No, I don't think because obviously it it did not work out. I mean. GW was he's not acting that he's shocked he's just sitting in that fucking kindergarten class for like 10 minutes going I don't know what to do I honestly don't know what to do this is never I never thought it would lead up to this and I think I, I, all I can do is sit here for 10 minutes as, as sexy as all conspiracy theories are and seem when you watch these very convincing like documentaries about like, hey man if the planes hit the pentagon where's the engines Jack man because the engines would be there because I made a titanium my man and uh, you know, oh shit where are the engines? And that's, that's all cool, but I don't think that, that that's endowing our government with better abilities to keep secrets and lie. Like, like I, I, I think was, uh, they, they might actually be so inept. Lies that complicated seem absurd. Also, yeah, to do that much weird shit. It's like in your wildest dreams, this government would be capable of uh, being a good government. Cir- circuitous, like. Yeah. Like stuff, and then if they're they, like, if they, well, if, if they, they had that much brain power, the bridges wouldn't fall down while people were fucking driving across them. <laughs> Maybe it's just that when when horrible shit happens, it's always chaotic. You always wonder how how a piece of skull ended up on one wall. It never makes sense. You and and then you and then you have ten years. What, what to, wall are you talking about, right now? <laughs> I'm, what, what, it's what, a metaphorical what, wall of order in the wake of chaos. Like Pink Floyd. Okay. Pink Floyd right. wall. It's not a real wall. A beloved president is assassinated. Two towers come crumbling down. Like, like, like in a flash, like, our world changes, and then we spend the next 15 years going like, okay, well, you, you, you find a candy wrapper on the floor, and you go, you trace it back to the idea that, that hopefully there's more order than chaos in the world. But the truth is, Boy, but man, I learned a lot about metallurgy today. <laughs> Just I, they, they didn't theory, let up. They didn't I let think, up. I think you're receptive to this. These alternative histories, and it, it's like you're receptive to it because it, they're stories, and you adore stories, and you pay all stories respect. <sighs> they're Thank terrible you. stories, yeah. though. Oh, but we crave uh, sense. We want order. Yeah. We, 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 we'll never know. Uh, you know lots of things about history, but we, we, we choose to make order out of things, out of chaos. We know why it happened, and it still doesn't make any sense, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and Google the right phrase for debunking the debunking of the debunking and stuff, because I just heard too much today about the melting point of steel. It just disturbed me too much. I want you to have another vodka and just fucking dive into a real conspiracy right now. I, I want you to, like, I see, I see your, your leg tapping eagerly right now. I, I think you're on the threshold of really revealing. No, I got it. It's a, yeah, America wasn't in those buildings. 
they evacuated them. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. So uh, don't, don't chicken out me now, man. I think you. I think you have a. Your no, own... I'm. Ta- look, I, I am a human being. I. Uh, you know what I think was amazing. The most amazing thing was that there was one guy in both documentaries I saw. There's like these little cheesy videos that like people make. Uh, uh, there's one guy in both of them whose son died in 9/11, and I loved like his catchphrase in the second of the two documentaries. He he was like he's like this like good natured like dad like that was talking the way I hope. My dad would talk if I died in a horrible tragedy that didn't have an abundance of forensic evidence surrounding it. He, he, he just said, hey, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. My son got murdered. I'm trying to find out who killed him. It's fucking, like, really compelling. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I was like, that's oh, frank. shit, I want that to be my dad. Can you dedicate... And I, and, I, and I will do that for my son. Can you dedicate an entire season of Community to answering that question? What if you did that? What if, what if, <laughs> it just takes a turn. Donald Glover leaves, and then, like, there's just, like, this plane hits Greendale, and then... It's a paper airplane, so it's charming. But, like, it's like a paintball plane... I dare you. And then I, Jeff Davis, dare you, Dan Harmon. <laughs> it's just the season of paintball. Uh, yeah. God. Is there any way I can make people happy with 13 episodes? Speaking of which, I don't know, man. Uh, all paintball. Okay, all paintball. What if, what if all paintball? That wouldn't make people happy. What if no paintball? That wouldn't make people happy. I'm not complaining, but I am under a personal gun. Um, what, what, what would you do if you had... Not, not that budget is a concern necessarily, but like if you had your dream, like is there is there is, have there been ideas kicked around in the writers' room as you're putting a new season together where you would say like God, I wish what if we could just do this? Like what, what would be one thing you, that you wish you could do but you can't get away with? God, what if Donald was in the show? <laughs> I just keep it's, it's just been five weeks of us going. Uh, no, 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 nothing like that. Honestly, I I mean I never. No, I, 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 I want to reground the characters and do like awesome, compelling shit. I, 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 think, I, think, I think every kind of community fan would agree that like remedial chaos and Dungeons and Dragons are like, like the, at the center of the Venn diagram of like everybody being happy. You got the shippers are happy, the psychology is there. It's like it's not. It's like, yeah, paintball is awesome, but that's like a that's like a slight offshoot of of episodes that are. You know, you, you have to take the characters seriously, and and of course we're going to do that for the fifth season. So I'm not that worried. I'm just a little worried that you only get 13, and nah, I'm worried. Okay, I'm worried. How many have you written so far? <sighs> Zero. <laughs> I just I've taken up heroin, and I'm just sitting in my office. I just keep staring at old Vanity Fair articles about the show, and just just eating. Uh, Grilled octopus and shooting up. Uh, no, we've bro- we've broken like five five episodes, like broken the stories. Yeah. All right. Why do you ask, James? I was just curious. You want to be in one of them? Please, if okay. there's a part for a persnickety. All right, James. We gotta we gotta we gotta let James go. But before we do, we gotta we gotta. I don't mind if there's a, if there's a persnickety passive aggressive professor who makes his way through there who has an affair with Britta. You know that's. Uh, <laughs> Throw that out there. It's that easy. Yeah. Just to throw that out there. Yeah. Just, anybody know, that wants that. Same, just like the 9 11 guys, you don't have to take it to heart. Just throwing it out, opening a door in your mind. 
Anything you want to plug or anything while you're up here? Like, uh, I don't know. Are you writing a book or uh, appearing in a magazine oh, I or that, water skiing? I don't know. There's like stuff, but the Venture Brothers and just listen to the podcast. Getting yeah. on with James Urbania yeah. at feralaudio.com. Definitely listen to it. Thank you, James Urbania. Thank you for having me. Yay! James Urbaniak. I don't know what I'm doing. It wasn't out of my outline. I was like, bring James Urbaniak out, then ask him if 9-11 was an inside job. And, and, then, and then never ask him another question. <laughs> of all the people that you've not interviewed while they were out here, he, he, he took it the best. He's a good sport. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to stay, he can stay, but he had a hard out. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a, bad, I'm a bad interviewer. I've been forthcoming about that. What do you think is your... Uh, what, what keeps you from being a good interviewer? Uh, concern? <laughs> about other people? Right. Definitely. Well, no, 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 that's not true, because you, you are concerned about the people, but you get more concerned... I'm about concerned what... about how they feel about me. Right. right. So, so you start interviewing yourself through right. their eyes. Yeah. So, so like, my... Inter- yeah, it's like, like if, if, uh, if Gore Vidal came up here, I'd be like, do you... Th- is there mustard on my face? Bring, bring somebody up from the audience right now and interview him. Just try to, try to interview him. Okay. This guy, this guy is so excited. Okay. Okay. What's your name, sir? Uh, Gibran. Gibran? Gibran, yeah. Gibran, where are you from, Gibran? Uh, I came down from Canada. Uh, I drove down. Uh, today? Uh, yeah, today. For real? It was just a straight... No, uh, no. I drove down this week. Uh, it was about uh, 30 hours. Which province are you from? Uh, Alberta. See, Dan, what I'm doing right now is... What I'm doing is interviewing Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Gibran. Get out of here. It's done. Like, what, oh, what's your birthstone? Garnet. Okay. What's left for me? Okay, no, no. So now, Dan, take it from there. Okay, Gibran, uh, how tall was your mom? Uh, 5'1". See? I don't know. Like, well, that, that, that's weird. Dan, You're taller Dan, than 5'1". Dan, a stranger is on stage with you right now. You've never right. met this fellow. Okay. Uh, he raised his hand eagerly. All right. It, what... Is there no drive? Shabran, Shabran. Like, okay, you're from Canada. I am. Came to the show. I did. Your name's Shabran. It is. How how long are you in town? I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Why? Uh, Because once I've seen this, what else is there to do? Right. I'm a good interviewer. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Gibran, wh- uh, what, what, what's, with the, what's with the weird name? Uh, yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a gotcha question, then. It's a gotcha question. Uh, fair question, I'd say. Is it a common name? What part of, what part of Canada? What part of Canada? Uh, Calgary. Calgary, Alberta. All right, I got a lot of people. Woo! Okay. All right, forget your name. Don't, Don't worry about that. Once. That's stupid. Don't, we, you, Google his name. Who cares? Gibran, uh, what, 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 what are you most afraid of? Don't say spiders. Um, slipping into solipsism. So, so, okay, like, like, like me. So you'd be a bad interviewer. Probably. Yeah. All right, now, Gibran, interview Dan. Right, act like you don't, yeah, you don't know me. Or, no, you can act like you know me. That's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to control the interview. 
Yeah. When two solipsists go to war. Yeah. Tell me, uh... Both guys just look at the floor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about my friend. Tell, tell me what it felt like to uh, play D&D for the first time. Oh, my God. Uh, That's a great question, Gibran. Thank you. I love D&D. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I honestly... I, I, can, I can barely remember, but like one of the most remarkable memories I have that mark that is that I remember mowing my lawn uh, uh, because I had to mow my lawn, and I remember that the, the like I hated mowing the lawn because it's just repetitive activity. But and this is before iPods; it's before you can occupy your brain with anything. And I just remember mowing my suburban front lawn going back and forth and the whole time I was just thinking about what we had just done in in D&D. So it's like so like this awakening, this idea that that I had a different life, that I was a different person and that these things had happened, that they that they were scenes like in a movie that had never existed. I was like uh, uh, good good question. What a good interviewer. <laughs> Now, now let me now let me counter with this. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite color? <laughs> Blue. No pink. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. I know yeah. we're not supposed to do Monty Python. No, jokes. No, Monty Python so. jokes are fine. <laughs> well, what's it D- like Dan, to interview Dan, me? Follow up question. Do all right. Do okay. All right. So you like? Why do you like D and D? How old are you? Uh, what, 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 what race do you hate the most? Uh, yeah. Good, good question. Which, which feet of yours is bigger? I, I hate I hate gnomes. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're an elf. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I what, like what, how old are you? Uh, 35. 35. Okay. And so what what was you, you answered the same question? Yeah. What was your big memory with D and D? Really, that was just so that I could ask answer that question. I knew that this was coming. So, um, I I played for the first time when I was nine, and I actually didn't even know that I was playing Dungeons and Dragons. It just came in this like little red box, and a guy across the street from a friend he played this game, and I had no idea that you could like just uh, envelop yourself in another world and like create all these things that just were so alien to the life that you live. The idea that it's actually okay to say even though I'm just sitting here being a fat guy with zits on his face I'm actually doing this other thing I'm actually yeah, this right. other person I, which is like, like we're all familiar with it it's under our nose but the emotional experience of like actually yeah I, 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 shit man I, yeah I mean allow, allowing yourself to like be heroic or be like be the center of your own universe I mean I guess we all are the center of our own universes but it's um, on a grander scale. Yeah. So what do they do in Canada? <laughs> just on a just on a typical day. <laughs> like, like I'll start. I'll start. It's 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 eight in the morning. I'll be a Canadian rooster, which I'm sure sounds different from an American rooster. Hey. <laughs> I'm sure it's got some weird yeah, yeah. use of you in there. You uh, all wake up and go, oh, I'm about to eat some breakfast. Um, 
Uh, we watch hockey. <laughs> we, we wake up, we turn on the TV. Uh, there's no, like, uh, ch- channel changing on the remote. It just it turns on and off, and then it's just TV at a really loud volume. It's just hockey. And, 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 Straight and, hockey at a really loud volume. Yeah, or, or Colin Mockery is on there, or hockey. That's it, right? <laughs> I feel like every time, I, every everything I've ever seen on the internet that is community related, like like where someone's like making a really creative GIF or doing like a good YouTube video, there's always that city TV logo. In the, that and that's Canadian, right? It's yeah. like it's we're you really good. You're not paying for anything. We're really great at pirating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you also like you know you love good TV. Yeah, well, and by good I mean mine. <laughs> Wait, we, we know that what you meant. Yeah. We know. Are, are you born and raised in Calgary? Uh, yeah, I am. What's that street? Is it 17th Street where all the bars are? Yeah, that 17th Ave. <laughs> 17th Ave. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Were you there? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I've been many times. And, and is the bar called like the Crown and Thorn? Or the uh, Rose and Crown. Rose and Crown. Yeah. yeah I love yeah. it. That's Al- uh, Alberta. That's right, Alberta. My, I have relatives. Uh, my family, I had a family reunion in Alberta. Oh, really? Just so you know. Where? I don't know. I didn't go. Oh. I, I just a bunch of people related to me are like, "Hey, come up here." Uh, if, if if you ever need a surrogate to go for the next one, you just I'll let send me know. you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dan, we there was a lady running around. My parents went. My parents went, and they said, "God, it's so annoying." There was this lady running around and talking about how. Uh, we were all six six degrees uh, separated from a pope. And my mom was like, we all are. Like, everyone is. Like, cavemen yeah. are. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Anyways. Now, Jan, uh, we're learning more about you in this interview than Gibran. We cannot leave. We cannot get him off the stage until we've learned at least equal amounts about Gibran before he goes. So okay. I'll leave that to you. So, so people, people who are listening to the podcast at home, we haven't specified yet. Gibran is a, a, a seven-foot-two African-American. <laughs> Tattooed like Queequeg and Moby, Moby Dick. <laughs> he has tribal tats over yes. the left side of his face. He's holding an ivory spear. Purple, so, purple streak through so his face. I, I have something to say about that because uh, my fiance, she sometimes, when she meets new people or, and they ask about, uh, about me, then she says, oh, his name is Gibran. They're always like, oh, he must be big and black. <laughs> <laughs> They're so disappointed when they see me. Dan, follow-up questions. You're if not, you, if, if, you, you, were, if you were black, <laughs> like, what would you do first? And last. Because for real, I would go... Dude, Jeff, let's all answer this question. I, I, there's a, if, you could, if you woke up tomorrow black... <laughs> Like, there's something you do, right? I, I, I'm, I'm asking I would, ins- I, I would instantly go fuck with white people as hard as I could. But how? Where? Huh? I would just, I would just good-naturedly intimidate them. <laughs> See, I think I would... I don't know, but I was about to say I would go to some mythical place where only black people are allowed, but I wouldn't... That wouldn't... It wouldn't... Uh, that, there's no... That doesn't work that way. It's called prison. <laughs> oh! Good night, everybody! You fucking pussies. He walked into that. Yeah. 
No, but it's, it's it's not like there's some bar that's called like the Black uh, Gentleman. Well, you know? <laughs> we live in Los Angeles. There are neighborhoods where you could go into where there are places that you could. Well, there's, just, yeah, there's places where if I walked in being white, I would feel less comfortable. But I don't think if you walked in being black, you'd be like, "Hey, put it on my tab." <laughs> well, would you walk into a bar in Inglewood and like just try, try to like try to? I just... don't know from Inglewood. I th- that's my thing. Like I I I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know like like I, that's the thing. Like I haven't I haven't put that much thought into it. I just know that there's like a yeah. If my if I if I walked into a place and everyone was black and I was the only white guy, I know that I would feel like like an interloper and like like bummed out. And I, but I know I know from going to junior high that that they w- were not as bummed out about that as as uh, a bunch of white people with a black person walking in would be. Uh, so but what, what I don't would think you do? there, I don't think there would be any profit from walking it. Like I, I guess I'm, I'm just thinking about it now. Like if I woke up black. If I had the superpower, press a button on my bracelet. First of all... If, uh, okay, I'm black now. I'm black. But, 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 uh, how about that? Uh, when you wake up black, like, just, like, you get to pick what kind of black person you are. Well, are, then are, I'd like, be super sexy black. Like, Well, that's, like, uh, that's a different thing. I, I, I'm assuming I'm a dumpy black guy. <laughs> like, I, How about you get to be any black person you want? Male, female, sexy, otherwise... You so I just get to be just straight up handsomest black guy in the world? Yeah. Or, or that's you, different. Or, or, then or, I just... Yeah. Or you could be like, a, like you could be like a funny like wisecracking old fifty year old black lady, you know? Like I would just be a strapping fucking amazing black guy that was able to jump over a car. What, what do you? If I, I get, I'm choosing, I get to choose. You get to choose. Well, then I'm, I'm me, mega black, jo- John. I'm, I'm I'm super super in the James Bond of black men. I'm I'm Billy D Williams, 1982. I'm like fucking. I, yeah. I'm just w- walking in, fucking like. Okay, but okay, so so you're Billy D. Williams, sexy uh, Billy D. Williams. Where he's do he's not you... even black enough. I don't even know why I. Have... <laughs> hey, fuck you, people! <laughs> fuck you, honkies! <laughs> I just pressed my black button. I'll tell you who's black enough. <laughs> Billy D. could go fuck himself. Yeah. What are you talking about? All right, I'm so be a fucking rich, visceral, fucking black guy. <laughs> So Dan, you're you're the you're mega black. You're the you're you're, you're op- super fucking like potent black. Okay, what it's cockadoodle do? The alarm clock goes off. What do you do first? You get up. You you have a I eat a big black breakfast. Right. <laughs> Which consists of what? <laughs> like tons of protein and. Uh, I don't know. Like, okay, so, I, I, this is ama- I'm so glad you're asking these questions. I don't know. What's what's on your plan of action? You only have 24 hours of this. You have okay, well, I'm so, I'm so much pressure. I I I, 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 I go go to some. There's got to be some black parlor where you can like download with other black people about what do you do. I don't know. I think that's. I don't no, know. No, you don't. You don't have that. You you are just a white right, man. I just that woke wished up. To be right, black. I'm at my house. So. Oh my god! I'm I'm a sexy. Uh, physically fit, beautiful black All man. All right, so Aaron's Aaron's next to me. Uh, it, you, so then, it, first this is your go, fantasy, man. Well, Aaron's like, "Holy shit, you're black." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> we probably gotta. How does she knock know that you, out? How does she know it's? <laughs> Don't you? Is that wrong to say? Well, when you say knock that out, what are we talking about? Well, I mean, if she woke up with blue hair, it'd be like, hey, you know, I, I, oh, okay. Viva la Diverron. 
house, you know? Uh, let's fucking do it. So we're assuming she wakes up and she's comfortable and she knows that she can recognize through physical... Because, again, you said, I'm not the Dan Harmon version of a black guy. No, no, I'm, not, you're... I'm not like a big dumpy... I, I, I got to choose to be a giant... I have a wingspan. Yeah. Like I, my chest is like a Buick's grill. My biceps are the size of a child's head. I, I'm like, but every... I just look like a cartoon. Right. So that's, that's what you think black people are? Right? <laughs> No, they're, that's they're, not fair. They're people. I, I, it, no, it isn't fair. You said I got to choose what kind of black guy you I was. You think children's heads are shaped like biceps? You're a, I don't want you to be a black person, Dad. Well, I don't... Okay, uh, so you wake up and you're Kevin Garnett. You're fucking... You're, yeah, you're, who's you're, that? He's a very... Okay, now we learn more about you. I, I, you said... Uh, you're just a very... Tall, strapping, physically fit, strapping, good-looking black gentleman. Yeah. What? You have 24 hours to do something. Right. What's What's on the fucking docket? All right. I fuck Aaron, but good. <laughs> She's earned it. Okay. Quick breakfast, like high protein. Right. I don't know what. Right. Out to my car. You get you get you get oh, to pick I go, a I go, I go, you, I, you get to pick a car too. You get to pick a new car. No, I don't. No, I don't because you're trying to trick me into being racist. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not. Well, I'm well, not. Well done, my my proud Nubian friend. <laughs> I go down to my fucking silver Prius okay. and I and I and I slide into it proudly with my right. cosmopolitan black body. All right. <laughs> And I go to the drawing room, my usual haunt, because I want to know what it's like to walk in there black. Okay. And I go and I order my usual drink. Uh, I, I would like a kettle one of the rocks, please. And okay. suave like that. Okay, here you are. That'll be six dollars. Thank you. <laughs> it's good to drink at a place that understands me. I don't know. Just feeling them out. Okay. So let, let, let's say that they're totally fine. I go over to the jukebox. Right. I want to put on some Little Wayne. L little or Lil? Because there's no Little Wayne on the jukebox. I'm not going to fuck around with the jukebox. I don't care. Okay. That was a joke. Uh, okay. So I got to drink up my usual haunt. All right. Now what am I going to do? 24 uh, hours. All right. Tw 21 hours. All right. I'm black. <laughs> but I look good. I'm like fit, like I'm ripped. Oh yeah, you're you're in, you're in peak physical condition. So then I'm gonna do shit that has nothing to do with being black. I just want to be ripped. Like I want to. Like I want to. Well then, you can just go to the gym, dude. No, that's the whole point. You don't have to go to the gym. Dude. No, I'm saying that's what that's what you don't like have to do. be black to be in good shape. <laughs> or to fuck your girlfriend I know, properly. I know, I know that. Fine. Fine. Oh. Let's hear for Gibran, everybody. Gibran. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, Gibran. Uh, can I can I just make a shout out? Sure, sure. Um, happy birthday to my cousin Ivan, and uh, eat your heart out, Les Wong. Thank you. All right. Gibran. Canadians. Dan, I have to say. That was a hell of an interview. 
are bad at it. <laughs> you, you don't know other people exist. <laughs> that guy sat on stage here with a microphone in his hand, never spoken to it, and you simply didn't care at all. Yeah, but he was like, you know, he was like, ooh, I want to come up here. I mean, how do you know he deserves it? <laughs> Maybe, maybe that was but, karma. But he said he was, he was solipsistic, and so are you in that he way. He did good. He did fine. He, uh, got, he, he did got, great. He got everything he was going to get. <laughs> Gibran from Canada. <laughs> he got... What was he going to get? What was he going to carry him out on our shoulders? <laughs> no, we wanted to find out if you could actually invest uh, interest in another human being. <laughs> all right, all right. What, what's, what's your name? Anatoly. Oh, shit. Anatoly, get on stage, Anatoly. Okay. All right, Anatoly, that sounds okay. like a, yeah. an exotic name. Yeah, the, yeah the, the names are getting weirder. Jeff, I'll... <laughs> Anatoly, where, where are you from? From Russia. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you, so you're just visiting? No, I study here. What's that? Study. Oh, you stu- are you yep. studying? Where, what school? Uh, in UCLA. Oh, okay. yes. it's, it's part of a, 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 a like a, a exchange program? No, or? no, no. Just came here to study. Study directing. How do you, how do you? You're studying directing? Yeah. Of a, what film, TV? Yeah, yeah. So were you directing in Russia? No. <laughs> I just came to study. You just you just came over and said, yeah. I think I'll try directing. Yeah. Why is it called not? Well, I mean, it's just you know, a lot of us, uh, a lot of directors in this audience are out of work right now. And uh, so I'm sorry, but uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. Wow. Um, as a Russian, at some point, he must break you. <laughs> um, so, uh, how old are you? I'm 23. 23? Yeah. God, oh man. Just your, your, your life pulsing through your little sinewy yeah. Russian veins. <laughs> Do they have black people in Russia? Uh, really few. Yeah. Like in my town, I think like it was three black people. So, how. how <laughs> what were their names? <laughs> and we're, we're going to check. <laughs> if one's Gibran, we're going to smell her out. Uh, what, uh, how, were your parents rich? Would you call them rich? Uh, no, no. M- middle class, lower yeah, class. Yeah, I think middle class. Yeah. So how do you how do you, how do you get hooked up? Uh, what, 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 I don't understand. Can you explain the process that gets you to get to come over here to UCLA to study directing? Just w- w- for for those of us it's, listening it's from Russia that, right now, like, it's uh, called airlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You may say so. Actually. Uh, I can start from far along when I was born, but I don't know. <laughs> I like uh, I like movies. I like TV shows. I like I, I think I watch a couple episodes of Community. Oh yeah. Yeah. You saw a couple I, episodes. I, I like uh, like it was. I think uh, it was episode about uh, Inspector Space Time Convention. I, I think it was best episode. I like I like your job. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, but that was fourth season. You said. Yeah. It's, it's all right. It's okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, he, he he can't tell. 
so, anyway, so, 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 so you just like, 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 like is it, is, this is the, the world we live in now. You're just sitting in Russia and you go like, I want to, I want to direct TV, and you yeah. just fucking like up and came over on a plane. Yeah, you like you, and nobody grabbed you at the border and was like, What are you doing? Why what are you, you trying to do? Get out of here! <laughs> you have to get a student visa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, student it's, visa. Yeah, it's pretty actually. It's pretty hard. How long? How long do those last? Uh, Four years. No, it's uh, while you study. You can study like almost all your life. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. So you just have to keep like, yeah, like filling out a form yeah, and going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that much yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> Do you have friends over here? Um, not really many, but like few people. You just uh, like, are you in a dorm room at UCLA? No, no, no. I just uh, rent in a room. Well, you in Echo Park. Oh, really? Just yeah. a one-bedroom apartment? No, uh, it's a uh, three-bedroom with two, two guys. So, uh, so you, like, how did you find the roommates? Uh, on Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, what, what do you want to make? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I hate no, to interrupt because no, no. you're jump in. Jump in. I'm so fucking tired. Sorry. No. <laughs> I, I thought I, I, I did a good job. I, 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 ins- I instinctively jumped in as Jeff Davis because I saw you flagging over there. And, yeah, you, yeah, and, yeah. and you held Thank your cup you. very good. close to your lips and you wanted a sip. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, you were doing a really good interview there. He's so Russian. Yeah. <laughs> what part of, talk to him, Jeff. What part of Russia him. are you from? Uh, it's the uh, middle of Russia. It's a uh, it's town called Orenburg. And no one heard about it. So. <laughs> now, are, are you, you thought a, one guy would go, Woo! Oh, yeah! <laughs> now, like, but I think of like... like as a Russian student coming over here to direct, like, are you a big fan of like Russian film, or are you a film student, or are you more of a TV fan? Uh, I don't know. I mean, do, do, do you love? Are you? There's directors that love their like you know that love their foreign film, love their classical films, and like and, like they're you're a big scholar of, of filmmakers. Are, are you more just like want to do what you want to make? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's great. I I don't really uh, like. I I like some Russian like <laughs> old films, but. Uh, now it's like really terrible business in Russia. Like every, uh, like only one movie out of like 100 is worth to watch, and so it's nothing to do in there. So yeah, who do you think is interviewing you better right now? Um, Me or Jeff? Like I, find, I, find, I feel like his interview is more like, yeah. I don't know, it's like more boring. <laughs> like, uh, like mine's more personal. Uh, Anatoly, uh, who's the most passive aggressive uh, interviewer right now? <laughs> <laughs> if, but if, if you got, to, if you had your dream job, if you could make whatever you wanted, what, what kind of show or, or what would you make as a director? <laughs> do you want to do TV or or movies? Oh, for sure TV. It's like it's really for sure TV. I mean, that's uh, because it's like uh, if you direct on TV, you have like uh, two weeks of work and uh, get money and buy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and you don't have to sit and like developing for five years and uh, without money. So what's yeah, your favorite sure American TV. TV show? Or not not your favorite, but just yeah. a random one. Just a name one. one. Uh, Madman. Ma- 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 Madman. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 would you want to direct like uh, you want to direct our stuff like that? Is that what you would want to do? Actually, I don't. I don't. You are yeah. starting directing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, can you... Okay, Jeff and I are going to do a scene, and you're going to direct us. Yeah, for sure, yeah. All right. We're going to do it from Mad Men. We're going to try... Well, it'll be, like, from Mad Men. Like, not a real scene, but... And then you... you we'll do one take, and then you adjust us. You say, you say cut, and then you adjust us, and then we'll do another take. 
Okay, so I'm Don, I'm, I'm Don Draper. I'm, I've never seen it, so I'll be uh, Al Sharpie. Al Sharpie. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm Don Draper. Right, I'm, I'm Al Sharpton. I'm, 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 a new, uh, I'm a new intern named Al Sharpton. Okay. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mr. Draper, I, I didn't re- realize you were going to be in this early. Yeah, Al, I'm always going to be in this early when the Heinz account gets this fucked up. I'm sorry. Um, I was in here earlier, and I, I saw that somebody has spilled coffee all over the Heinz account. Uh, it's not your job to worry about coffee spilling. It's your job to be a madman. <laughs> all right. Anatoly, give, okay. give us notes. Give us notes. Right. So what do you, adjust us. Yeah. So what, what, yeah, what, what can we do better in that scene? Uh, you, okay, first of all, you need to change your clothes. Okay. Right. He was talking to Dan. He was talking to Dan. Right. I think you'll find that I'm properly dressed for a madman scene. Okay, that's true. I can't, I mean, I'll... I'll... Okay. Well, 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 describe what you would have him wear. What, what, what should he be wearing right now? Uh, something like you wearing right now. Something like I'm wearing, yes. <laughs> so should everybody, Anatoly. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I like this guy. He's a good director. Yeah. I, I, so far, he's a great wardrobe supervisor. <laughs> I, I think like, if someone here like, have a TV show, if he wants to hire me, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I feel like I just got insulted, but I can't tell. I, don't know. I, I didn't hear what you said. Say again. I think like maybe someone may hire me to make a TV show, like if you have one. You, you should it's, get a TV show, I think. He, they should give Dan Harmon a TV show. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Okay. The audience should hire him to direct TV show. Yeah, well, but now you have to give us direction and tell us how to do that scene better. It can't just be wardrobe. I think, uh, first of all, it's the scene... Uh, have, mm, must be uh, right, written uh, really. It, 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 you need a script. You're a producer. Oh, that's, oh. No? <laughs> that's it. Okay, so better written. We'll right. do it again, but better written. Right. <laughs> yeah. He needs a better script and the people need to be dressed better. This is confirming a lot of theories I've had about the profession of director. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've had a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> That I know what goes on when I'm not around. Uh, but uh, do you want I mean, to try it again, better directed or be- better written rather? Better written? Yeah. Oh, okay, better written. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll do it again. I, right. you're, you're in a skinny uh, mod suit, and, and, right. and the scene yeah, is better. I'm, written. I'm, I'm impeccably yeah, dressed. Okay. What was your name, Army Sharper? What? I'm Al Sharpton, okay. and you're, you're okay. Don Draper. Okay. But, but I'm, I'm a young intern. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> You'd be better off saying winter, because a cold wind's gonna blow up your asshole. I got the Heinz account right here on the floor, but 57 reasons to fuck you in the ass. Then pour it over every fry, because it's 1968 and Vietnam, motherfucker! Anatoly, everybody, thank you, sir. You did it. Nice, good director. Anatoly. You did good. That is good directing. Anatoly. You saw him here first. He's the new Spielberg. All right, let's get Spencer up here. Let's play some yeah. Spencer. Spencer! Get your satchel. 
Hello, Spencer Crittenden. How are you, sir? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey. Any, any, any uh, new fun stories about being my assistant? Um, okay, so one of the writer's rooms uh, is, like, there's a long table in. There's a room for about, like, five or six seats on either side. And it's just full of clutter. And this one time, Dan was all like, Spencer, give me a five-hour energy. And I was like, I already have one. And I pulled one out of my auxiliary pocket because that's where I keep it. And uh, I was on the other side of this long table, and I slid it all the way down the table, and it got, like, right to him, and he caught it, and everyone was like, Yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, everything Spencer does, though, has that air of mystery to it. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> Spencer came in. I told him to go get me a sweatshirt out of my car. And then he came in at one point where... Because it's season five, so everyone's very quiet. A bunch of very smart, funny writers in there. But, like... And I don't think I'd have it any other way, I guess. Like, we hired a bunch of people who are like, very enamored with community. We got a bunch of geniuses in there who are brilliant scripts, but... The upshot is it feels like teaching a Harvard Law class, like that writer's room. It's just like a bunch of young, smart, funny people just sitting there. They don't physically raise their hands before they speak, but none of them speak over each other. They don't, uh, isn't, there, isn't there one of the writers here tonight? Isn't it, uh, yeah. Is Alex yeah. here? Alex, so. Alex, are you here? Do you, will you come up here for a second? Yeah. This could be at his peril. We don't know. I mean, yeah, just grab, a, just grab a mic for a second. I just, I heard you were here in the writer's room. Is Canon Films t-shirt? The what? Canon Films? Oh, no, it's no, OCP. No, OCP. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what's it, what's it like uh, working for me? It's, it's great. All right. <laughs> But it's quiet in that room, right? Yeah, I, I, you described it well. As, I mean, the genius part was nice. But it's, a, it's, nice that, it's that people aren't quiet because I'm a bad person, no, right? No, no, no. Well, I can speak only for myself. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're all, all awkward people. Because I'm amazing. It's, it, it involves you, but not in a... It, it, more in the amazing way than in the... Like, like you're, you're going like, oh, God, Dan's talking, like, about what should happen in this episode. Why would we ever want to say anything else? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm on one half of a bit that's going on right now, and I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just get, I'm getting a little insecure. Like, I, I, I choose, I have blinders on. I go like, okay, well, I hired everybody, and they're all very quiet, so I'm going to make the conscious decision <laughs> that everybody's being really quiet because I'm amazing. But then there's a little voice in the back of my head that goes, you're embarrassing yourself. Well, I, I, I'm stuck in my own head, sort of the way you are in your head. So I know that if I say yes, then I'm going to feel like I'm kissing your ass because right. you're my boss. Right. Everyone, but, yeah, the other um, writers are the, listening and right. then they go, oh, the Alex rea- was on Harvard Channel. Speaking for myself, I'm very excited about this job and I don't want to fuck it up. Right. So if, I, if I'm going to like speak up, I want to, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I care how it lands. Right. Well, you're doing great, but let's just run Thanks, down the man. other writers. So, <laughs> what do you think? Ryan Ridley, like, <laughs> right? 
clearly only got hired because he's a friend of mine. <laughs> Ryan took a lot of abuse the first week or so. <laughs> All right. No, okay. Uh, 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 thank you. I don't, I don't know yeah. what you could possibly do. Uh, yeah. uh, if there's anything you want to plug, uh, uh, Alex Rubin's uh, Rub- Town. Yeah. Community Season 5 starting... Community the, Season yeah. 5. See you at Comic-Con. All right. Alex Rubin's... <laughs> See what I'm going through? Did you see his pants, his shorts? Those were awesome. I want those shorts. No, what? I, I like Alex. I think he's a great writer. He seems like a good guy. Of course he's a great writer. I read his script. What are you going through? Going through being in a room with 14 people whose scripts I've read, they're all great writers, and they're just like, I, I'm kind of going like, okay, so if Troy is allergic to cheese, then what if Abbott said this? And that's kind of like... Very quiet. Yeah, I wanna I wanna talk a lot, but that's not my job, obviously. But I feel like Jesus Christ, these are silences that are, these are pregnant pauses. Like it's, it, it's not just me. No, it, noticing it it. it. it gets awkward. Like I think one time I clocked in about three minutes of silence. One time. But 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 in your opinion, okay, as a twelve-year-old, however old you are, okay. You, it's not should I regress for this question it's not it's not it's it's not because I'm untalented right it's because I'm super talented right I don't know what it lie is. to me lie to me it's because I intimidate everyone we love you Dan it's because you know just your intellect is very tangible you know Spencer, and they feel it. Spencer, uh, if I play the music, will you give us uh, your internal monologue during one of the community ri- writing silences? <laughs> Nobody's talking. <laughs> Still nobody's talking. My mind reels with possibilities of things that could be said. Good ideas, bad ideas, they all bubble up, but uh, why isn't anybody fucking talking? <laughs> That's how you write a TV show? I think, I think it's because they all have 200 IQs. I think they're all, they're all Onion, Harvard. The, the fucking yeah, well, it's like he was saying. It's like you're all up in your head, and you're like, these guys are staring at me like I'm brilliant or an asshole. And there he's in his head, and he's like, man, this guy's looking at me like I'm either about to say something genius or a big asshole. And like all the other writing uh, writers are like, oh, man, he just said something good. I look like an asshole. And that's probably what everyone's thinking about this whole time, just assholes. That's true. But yeah. in the meantime, 13 episodes of the greatest television show in history, Hanging the Lurch. Yeah. They're just, hang, they're just hanging there. Tell them that. So the heroes, heroes are going to rise and fall. Like, well, this is the fucking, I'll do it myself. Punch a wall. Sure, be like, ah. I should, you think I should get hardcore? Two and a half minutes into one of these three-minute silences. Just, just go, go crazy. Just go, ah, what am I doing here? Exactly. But then they'll be like, what do you mean? What? <laughs> you hired me. And I'll be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you should, and, you should and get then, Anatoly to come in and direct how to uh, <laughs> how, how to run a writer's You guys room. should dress different. <laughs> That's what we're teaching Russia, by the way. And I, I'm, I'm not surprised they're getting that message. That's what that's it's empty stylistic masturbation. It's, it's like, come on, you like Breaking Bad, though, right, Anatoly? Well, they dress very well in that show. <laughs> Uh, oh boy! The whole planet's just gonna just collapse like a balloon, culturally. 
We did it. America won. This is our punishment. We didn't. We never knew what we were doing. Only thing we ever did was go. America's great. And then and now that's the culture. It's just like. No, it's done. Those are the only good shows are about people shooting up and dying. Like we're we're celebrating our death. But your show doesn't really fit into that, does it? I mean, no, I, it doesn't, Jeff. I, I mean, I, I mean that sincerely. Thank like, you, Jeff. You're, you're intentionally not playing ball with that paradigm. That's correct, and it's a lot of pressure, isn't it? It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Right, Alex? Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm, Dan, I want to play the Spencer music, but you're going to do Dungeon Master voice when you're helming the writer's room. Last season wasn't very good. But you found out you're not allowed to say that anymore. Seizing the power of the high road, you took it all the way to having permission to do whatever you want. But what will you do? Having had the right to do Muppets and animation removed from you creatively, you sought to figure out how you could possibly deliver a quality show under a historically low budget while an insidious evil studio looms above you hating everything you do demanding that you pitch it to them but not having a right to say no to anything Meanwhile, in the bowels underneath you, 16-year-old girls wait patiently with their Tumblr blogs. You can either let them down, or let them down. In any case, your show will possibly air, if it ever does air, in the worst time slot, on the worst network, in the worst time for television, in television history. Parks and Rec may be your lead-in. <laughs> I tried to time it, right? But... <laughs> All right, let's let's get Aaron out here and play some play some D and D. Aaron McGaffey to the stage. There she is. Oy. Yeah, you can't wait for the variety headlines, huh? <laughs> you love you love your famous boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I do love my famous boyfriend. You love those Michael Osiello headlines. <laughs> I full disclosure, I'm still I'm still a little drunk from that neighborhood uh, party with the with the tumor lady. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was cra- well. I mean, it certainly was not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a party, and I drank a lot to get along with people. I want to hang out with her more. Like, I find myself now, I think it's a 30 versus 40 thing. I think in the 10 years between 30 and 40, mortality becomes breaking bad. <laughs> like, like I, I just find myself Like, you're now, waiting like, for I, it to come, and it's... I just, like, I'm finding, so, like, you see somebody whose foot has been chopped off by a, a boat propeller, and you're just, like... <laughs> like, tell me more about that because you start like preparing yourself for, uh, like, whereas before that, like, uh, the, like from twenty nine to thirty, you're just like, I don't want, I don't want to, uh, like, like that's that's not good. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. 
I just I, I think maybe it's because I'm 40. I'm just like, hey, you're you you almost died. What, 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 do you have a T-shirt? <laughs> I, I I don't want to argue with you, but I think that's a human thing. If that makes sense. We were in two different conversations, but I think that's interesting. <laughs> like, what was yours about? <laughs> <laughs> My conversation at the party was not as cool. I was making jokes about drinking red wine, and a woman asked me what I was doing, and I told her very honestly, like, I don't know, I paint, and I drink, and I do whatever, and I'm worried about myself. And she's like, I'm a casting director, and you've auditioned for me. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> great, great. You never know what's going to happen on the patio next to Dan Harmon's house. <laughs> uh, but it was a great party. It was the most fun I've ever had. What did you drink? What did I drink? Yeah. Um, something from Paseo Robles. Paso Robles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a grape. It was something made from grapes, and it was red. Vodka. Wine. Wine. Mm-hmm. It was wine. I poured it in a glass that looked... I mean, the, the top was white, and then it went down to a thing. Wine glass. Mm, thank you. Wine glass. Yeah. And I had several of those. <clears throat> Are you Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. Are you? Are, are you, are you going to puke? No, I don't think I'm going to puke. Let's play D and D. All right. <laughs> Last town on Harmon Town. <laughs> Our heroes had just felled a bearded demon during the fight. Mulrain slew Slab Squat Thrust. This threw the group into a tense moral dilemma regarding the value of life. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Sharpie didn't really care, so the gang moved past it. After hacking a group of entangled lemures to death, they discovered Sharpie's father, Mango Buttsalot, buried up to his neck at the bottom of a large pit. Mango Buttsalot told the heroes of Darkstar's assault on the world, how he destroyed mountains and pillaged cities, and was enslaving people to power strange eldritch engines of doom. Mango asked Sharpie to head towards Darkstar's Black Keep, far to the north, to put a stop to his evil plans. To aid the party, Mango also set Yurch, a dubious move that seemed like somewhat of a half-hearted gesture given the circumstances. And with some last-minute advice, Mango sent the adventurers off to the north. Yurch suggested that the party stop in either Thornvale or Fornheim, the frozen city, in order to seek aid from their military, as the fortress was known for its outstanding defensive and offensive capabilities. So onward they marched to Fornheim, and then to the Black Heap to stop Darkstar's reign. Spencer. All right, so we're on our way to Thornfield. Thornheim. Thornheim? Thornheim. I knew it was a Jewish name. Uh, all right, and we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going to encounter random encounters on the way. Not that I'm metagaming. As the days and miles pass, the vegetation grows sparse, the sky colder and darker. Rolling hills turn into high mountains and winding passes uh, wend through treacherous trails. As you trudge up the mountains, you round a bend and catch sight of it. A dazzling crystalline fortress of blue and white sparkling in the cold winter sun. Bornhain, the frozen city. But lying between you and the city gate is a massive white bridge entirely composed of ice. 
The slick white ice bridge looks treacherous, glistening and shimmering, stretching across a great white void of howling, screaming wind. Quirk. Yes? I can't remember why we came here. <laughs> because uh, Mango told us to go to the Black Heap, and this is the way to get there, I think. And also, uh, that's all I remember. But I have the, uh, the armlet of winter, and we're going to cross an ice bridge. Maybe I can reinforce this by calling forth my power of, of winter to reinforce this rickety city bridge. No, you'll bridge. be popular here for a change. That'll be great. But, whoa, whoa, I'm whoa. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What the fuck? Sorry. No, that's weird. Because uh, well. I was just, we, we were, everything was cool until just now. <laughs> I just sometimes it's. Are you saying I'm not popular wherever we go? No, I'm saying you are. I'm saying well, you said it. Little... You said it pretty sarcastically. Well, I sarcasm. You're very popular. Thank you, Mulrain. What the fuck is up with this dick? <laughs> Everywhere we go, every, you, you you get you get the right armulet for something. I get it. It's called armlet. First of all, you can, you call it armulet like you got like a dum dum. <laughs> Can we not fight and can we have a password? I was totally cool and I was going to reinforce the ice bridge and we could all go in there like friends, but you were being like a weirdo. Was the ice bridge broken? No, he said it was rickety. I mean, I I, I can see non-metagamically looking ahead of me that this, this ice bridge looks like it could use some reinforcing. Spencer, do I have power of make the other people in my party kiss so we can let go of some tension? There's diplomacy. Yeah, they fucked in a tree. They fucked in a tree? I think so, yeah. What? It depends on your definition. That's it. Wait. Uh, wait, what? You guys fucked in a I tree? Said, look, if you're not going to show up for every episode, <laughs> then... On purpose? You don't, this... fuck, you don't fuck accidentally up a tree. Fine, fine. If you're fucking in a tree, you... Well, you, yeah. well, knowing that, maybe you guys should just fuck now and we can move on. Metagaming. <laughs> That's not metagaming. That's not metagaming. Uh, uh, Maureen uh, is pro-fucking. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I walk up to the edge of the bridge and, uh, and with, with, like, stick out one toe to test its uh, stability. This bridge is rather thick. Uh, it's maybe... Uh, five or six feet thick, and it extends quite a ways. I saunter past his checking. I'm 300 like, feet. It seems sturdy as he saunters out. I'm just walking. Uh, see you at the other side, my, my, my good ex-friend. Um, I spit on my stomach, and I slide across. Oh, no, no, wait. I dry my stomach. Yeah, that would make... That- Wait, halfway through sliding, you dry your stomach? <laughs> I'm realizing if I spit on my stomach, I'll be at the front of the Yeah, it'll make you stick. My spit will. Um, I, I, make sure, I blow my stomach, and then I slide across. Oh, okay. You get like five, seven feet. How, how far across is the bridge? It's like 300 feet. <laughs> I giggle like I was doing a joke, and I stand up. I, I stay at my edge of the bridge, and I yell out to Sharpie. I say, hey, look, man, I don't know what that was about back there, but look, uh, this bridge might not hold us all. Get to the other side, and then I'll come after you. All right. I'm sorry, too, about what happened. Yeah, I, I was out of the fucking left field, dude. I've been drinking. Really? Yeah. What have you been drinking? Vodka. Oh, in the, in the game? <laughs> 
What game are you talking about, Spencer? Experience points. <laughs> That's not fair. He's not allowed to do that. I, I, I'm allowed to stay in the game and immerse you myself in my You guys actually tent. fucking a tree, right? Like in real life. I, I scan the horizon for trees. Are there trees? There's no scan- trees. There's no trees? It was kind of like my, my own private Idaho. There was just like, no trees. like still shots of us doing different stuff. With, with, like, my, yeah. with my armlet of winter, I call down a sleet and rain and, and, and a snowstorm to fashion an ice tree. Okay. Um... <laughs> Like I just go like walking like like crazy like like high stepping like yeah. stomping with every foot. No, that's definitely happen um, happening. Also, the sleet. Uh, yeah, so it's already kind of snowy, but you're you're whipping it up into a frenzy, and it's it's getting quite strong and treacherous, as if like maybe strong winds might blow you off a slippery bridge. Okay, I stopped doing that. Okay, <laughs> said winds. I was just down. testing out my ability to yeah. fashion ice trees. That that didn't go so. Well. Okay, good. I would go. It didn't even look. Happen. Look, forewarned is forearmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, it is what it is. You're you're stepping onto this bridge. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> the bottom line at the end of the day. Yes. Stop, stop, drop, and roll. You 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 hear you hear the sound of crunching ice and snow and. Uh, Coming out of the, the edges of this this bridge are these large black poles. They're kind of extending from the ground up into the air, and they start buzzing in a strange, weird sound, and you see kind of lines and runes glow, light up on their surface. It makes a buzzing sound. It's kind of Al- weird. Along the sides of the bridge? Yeah, so it's as if like maybe railing popped up, but not the railing, just the posts. Gotcha. But they're, they're big, and they're about 10 feet tall and black. And they're buzzing. And they're ominous. I don't like it. You don't. So I'm, I'm still not on the bridge. Mulrain's not on the bridge. Sharpie's out there on the bridge. Okay. You're right at the beginning of it. You're about halfway, in. and you're, yeah, you're seven Sharpie feet. Sharpie st- has her navel stuck to the bridge seven feet across. <laughs> Mulrain. I mean, Mulrain does, right. I mean, you're not stuck. You're just prone. I'm just, I'm just an asshole. <laughs> I'm just lying there. <laughs> I look at, I look at these. These are posts. These are like uh, po- po- posts that are like buzzing and. Yeah, they're like buzzing posts. <laughs> I, 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 I keep moving forward trepidatiously. All right, that hesitantly, that, you, reticently. You don't feel impeded. Then I, I start bounding, <laughs> like a, like a juvenile puppy. All right. You, can, uh, I, can I throw a rope around Sharpie and kind of <laughs> use him like a, like a sled dog? While, while lying down? Sorry? While lying down? Well, maybe I get up a little bit and then okay. I Okay, just enough to, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm all right. If you lie down, I'll get on you like a surfboard. <laughs> oh, yay. Uh, yeah, get on me like a surfboard. <laughs> I have a cold. Uh, yeah, yeah. get on me like a surfboard. Just, what do you mean, get on me like a you're, surfboard? You, you just tied your rope to him while you're laying on your stomach and you wanted to why slide not, across. Why not get on me like a sled? Well, <laughs> same, same, I, I'll, I'll stand facing forward as opposed to side, like sideways like a surfboard. It's, I, it's, it's, I, I thought I'd, you know, just, you know. Get on me any way you'd like. I thought we had a pact where we were going to play together. No, we do. I'm, I'm dealing with you guys fucking in a tree. Are you guys together? That, that, was, like, that was like back on the shadow plane. I don't, I don't even remember that. That was like, no, shadow, it was like it's shadows fine. of us it's fucking. Fine. That was pre-shadow plane. That was last, last In this party, week. we all fuck whatever we want. 
week. It's totally fine. But it was still like shadows of. All right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Curiosity. It's all cool. <laughs> this is a party. Yeah, the yeah. rope it doesn't go as far as you'd hope, and it doesn't it doesn't land around its shoulders or reach him. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I keep, I'm bounding, like, I don't know if, you've never seen yeah. Footloose, right? Like, the side shot of Kevin Bacon, like, the dolly shot where he's just bounding, like, through the steel mill. Like, yeah, I'm, it, it's, I'm, like, I'm, it's like, I'm, it's like I'm a Bob Fosse skip he's oh. doing. Like, I, 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 every step is like another move. I'm just bounding, bounding, bounding. You slip and fall. <laughs> Did you do a skip check? I did. Okay. He failed it. All right. Well, I get up and I continue doing it, it though. Cause yeah. Because I'm. You, your like, spirits can't be. All right. Well, I, I, but using my fast, my fast uh, barbarian movement, I just run out and try to get as much ground across the bridge as possible. All right. I try to grab his ankle like a like a surfboard. All right. You, you grab his ankle, and are slid it onto the bridge. Um, being grabbed by your ankle, you find it a bit hard to move. Yeah. But you, uh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> Even so, you make your way onto the bridge in the <laughs> this, midst of this these episode is just called pillars. Crossing a Bridge. <laughs> wrong. Crossing a Bridge, wrong. You hear, you hear a, a far-off clang sound, and then you hear the sound of distant cannon fodder. I mean, fire, not fodder. fodder. That doesn't Cannons sound like anything. It just sounds like people that are going to tell How far across the bridge are we? Uh, you're about halfway. Okay, I, I keep running. Yeah, you do. I keep surfing. All right. What do you keep doing? I'm just, I'm like, like, I actually do like one roll. Like, <laughs> like a combat like, roll. No, like a leap and a roll. I'm just, I, I just call keep, that a combat roll. I just keep bounding. Oh. You, yeah, okay. Okay. As I'm traversing the bridge, I'm just saying like, like my locomotion is is fueled by a juvenile angst. Like I'm like I'm mad at my dad. I'm mad at I'm mad at I'm mad at having to read Catcher in the Rye. Like I like I don't know why I have to do anything except smoke and drink. I'm just going, and I'm just bounding. That comes off in your bounds. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, you see three large dark shapes hit the ground right in front of you. You're the farthest forward, so you're the closest. They're about ten feet off. Who is me? Uh, no, Sharpie. He, he's, oh, he's, bounding. he's bounding. Yeah, he's bounding. Smoking I'm and holding drinking. You back. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, those things—they hit the ground, and you hear cracks in the ice uh, as as ice cracks start happening like that. Yeah. And uh, rising up out of the three craters, you see three dark cloaked figures. I'm the closest to them, right? You're the closest to them. I hold my hands up and say, All hail, dark cloak figures! <laughs> I'm an emissary of peace from uh, my Selfia. <laughs> Said figures are dark, ogre sized skeletons. They wear heavy black fur cloaks and charcoal-colored plate armor. Their eyes blaze with a cold blue fire. Right, don't you judge. can hear the grinding sound of metal gears turning. The grinding becomes a clattering and then a silence. The skeletons drop into combat poses as large frozen swords materialize in their hands, melding together from ice and snow. Gentlemen, please. No need for that. <laughs> Can, can we get over there somehow? Uh, Maybe we do the same uh, Sharpie lunge. 
And I go, I go, I go, gentlemen, please. And then I wreath my arms in shocking grasp electricity. And I go, no need for that. (laughs) All right, that happens. Um, As you're speaking, two of them surround you. Um, They're on either side of you. And the third um, opens its mouth. And from within, you can hear kind of a tinny voice from deep inside go, Fornheim is the stronghold of the strong. And then the two guys flanking you lunge. What? (laughs) They strike you quicker than lightning with their icy blades. Gay. (laughs) And and by that I mean equal. (laughs) Dealing 15 damage. (laughs) Gay. Meaning empowered. <laughs> yeah, like fucking, like who's gonna contain these people? I run up, I, I run up behind uh, the, the recently wounded Sharpie, and I shoot, uh, and I take out my armlet of winter and do a sleet and snow attack at them and try to blow them off the bridge. Yeah, okay. So, hold, uh, activating your armlet, you whip up the winds and sleet in a frenzy. Armlet, sh- it's armlet. Oh, sorry. I think armlet's clever. It's cool. You're welcome. That's like a that's like a bracelet. On your arm. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's what an armlet is, right? Well, it's an amulet for your arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wrote armlet on here. I'm just I going... know. It is definitely an armlet. You guys should do a podcast called Jewelry Talk. It says armlet. A-R-M-L-E-T. And with wintry powers wreathing your body and, and surrounding you, you charge headlong into one of the skeleton dudes. <laughs> You miss, but your momentum carries you skidding on the ice, and you tackle and clumsily, you know, knock into him, and the two of you are kind of sprawled out on the floor in a heap. Cute. Yeah. Can I attack again, or am I now open to an attack? It's now Mulrain's turn. All right, I run up, and I... Where everyone is standing now is not on the bridge, right? It's on the other side. Um, They're they're like three-quarters of the way down the bridge. Right now, you're about a midway down it. So you're standing off a bit. Okay. Um, well, I, I run up to where everyone is. Okay. I create f- flaming armor for a second. Yeah. I mean, how powerful is this flaming armor? Um, it, it wreaths you with flames that don't feel hot to you. But do just, they feel hot to an ice bridge that we're all standing destroy on? destroy the bridge, yeah. <laughs> Let's, I mean, you don't know that. You just know they don't. They're not hot to you. Maybe fire on an ice bridge. Well, I mean, you you know that you can like deactivate to... it if it starts causing problems. Okay, I'll I'll take your word for it. Um, All right. <laughs> I mean, can I slide past them? Um. Like like risky business. Can I risky biz slide past? May, yeah, That's may, what Tom maybe. Cruise did in that movie. He slid past enemies. Uh, <laughs> called a fireplace. <laughs> he just slid. <laughs> he slid past his parents' rules. Um, okay, well... Yeah, that happens. You slide past. Oh, I slide past? Okay. Yeah, on Well, fire. If, I'm, if I've slid past, I create flaming armor uh-huh. um, that's on fire... <laughs> Sorry. On a, um, on, a, on, a, on a bridge made of ice. <laughs> no, no, I slipped past. I slipped past. 
Um, and oh, then you're I, still on. You're the still bridge. on the bridge. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I, I I give I give them both eye contact. That's like, look, like if it starts to go bad. <laughs> I, don't, I, I got no problem. I mean, it's a bridge made of ice. It's not like, you know. Like I mean, what's below the bridge? Probably heaven, right? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot a of great ice white infrastructure. Void. Okay. Um, That's a point of ice. <laughs> Somebody asks, what's the melting point of ice? <laughs> this pancake theory. Of... Okay, okay, this is what I do. I put on the flaming armor, but I, I hop. Okay. I'm hopping. I'm constantly hopping. Wait. So the fire's not really making contact with the ice bridge too okay. frequently. So I'm okay. just hopping along okay. and hopping and hopping. So it's really just, there's just a slickness. So it makes the bridge better. So yeah. You're, 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 so you're on fire and hopping. I'm on fire and hopping. And what else? And I fire, I fire a flaming arrow. Okay. At, uh, <laughs> at um, the, the, the one in the front. The one in the front. <laughs> Loosing your flaming harrow, it hits critically so. <laughs> Dealing. I can't do math. 16 damage. Oh, shit. Your hopping seems to be working. Putting it at Sharpie's turn. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> Sh- Sharpie's in the ice buckets. Sorry. Well, I've been thinking about this for a while, and uh, <laughs> I think a, a guy died in the audience. <laughs> um, okay, I'm I'm up close to all these guys, right? Yeah. I'm in their grill, as yeah. the urbans say. <laughs> All right. Shocking grass, because I've just had a lot of success with that, and I just... I've just had it up to here. (laughs) Having it up to here, you lose a shocking grasp. You shall let me pass! Something like that. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Dealing 13 damage. Nice. It's not... It's a less than shocking grasp. I, uh, I, am I still tangled up with the guy that I was uh, I, I was close to? Uh, yeah, you're in a heap. Uh, can I just how, how high is the railing on this uh, on this bridge? There's no railing, so it's just it's just a flat bridge. Yeah, you'll I, see. I just use my brute strength and try to just grapple him and throw him off the side. All right, you grapple him and you have him firmly, but you can't you can't throw him off. Right now, you're just kind of wrestling with him. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, 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 I kiss him just to make it creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like right in the, like the, on the base of the ear, like the neck. It's, 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 it's like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 it, yeah, it's creepy. All right, he, he, he is creeped out. <laughs> No, Skeld, they're not affected by that. But uh, he, oh. he, he, neither does he manage to wrestle you off of a bridge. So you guys are just kind of locked in a standstill. Fair enough. At the same time, two of those skeleton dudes that aren't being wrestled attack. One lunges towards Sharpie, having been shocked by Sharpie. 
Yeah. The other well, lunges at Mulrain. I point out as he's attacking me that he has no muscle tissue. <laughs> that he's he's made out of pure bone. No muscle. No muscle tissue. He's animated bone. Which is lame. He might as well be rock. Okay. Or a rainstorm. Like, it's not... I, 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 I want him to know that I'm not concerned. He strikes you, dealing. Twelve damage. <laughs> Are you concerned now? Well, what... Okay, what did I... You, you're keeping track of my hit points, right? Yeah. Am I dead? <laughs> you have eight left. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm like, is that all you got? That kind of thing. Uh, the other one swings at Mulrain, but she nimbly dodges. <laughs> now it's Mulrain's turn. Okay, um, I'm going to do... Okay, I, I put my hand near the face of the monster... <laughs> not not on his face because I don't want to hurt him. I put my my hand near the face of the monster and I and I make eye contact with his blue eyes and I say I'm you. <laughs> I have, I've similarly met adversaries who I didn't understand and I want to say that I that I understand you and you can destroy me if you'd like but I just I just want to understand and love you, and my friends are good, and we won't hurt you. Please let us across your bridge. Also, my friend Quirk will blow you. <laughs> and he will blow you. But I'm all teeth. <laughs> but meanwhile, but, like, you're in this hug standstill with yeah, one of his friends. While that's happening, I'm still kissing a skeleton. We, 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 <laughs> We both lock eyes, and we, we, I, I, I'm waiting to hear, like, to see what the response is. I almost want to take it back, because I... Well, can I take that back, because I, I, don't, I, don't I... I don't want it to be sexual. I just want it to be human. I don't say he can blow you, but I do do my eyes, and I go, mm? You, no, I don't do that. I just oh. look at him. So wait, what do you do then? Well, I you can I, also I attack my, these fucking things that are getting us. I use I use my diplomacy, uh-huh. and I, I I appeal to their um, their humanity, their humanoid skeletality. They have skeletons, right, guys? Yeah. Right. No, we're all we're bones, all skeletons when the flesh goes away. <laughs> Yeah. He strikes you with his frozen sword. <laughs> dealing eight damage. All right. You know what? And I look at him and I say, I get it. That's fine. So maybe next time around he'll... Yeah. Turn the other cheek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think that these creatures are you. <laughs> <laughs> you are? I know. I know they're probably not, but sometimes I think that you're thinking, "Ah, fuck you, Aaron!" No, 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 no. They That's why they're all skinny. <laughs> Wait, you want me to blow Spencer? <laughs> Spen- Spencer. Uh, 
I'm, I'm all teeth. <laughs> Fun question. Sharpie, get in the fight. <laughs> yeah, it's Sharpie's turn. No, no. Kick it in the balls. Not scorching ray, no. Ray of Frost is a level zero spell that does one to three damage that I, I was. I like this as turn into the price is right. <laughs> 49 cents! Right to run it! 349! The, the kitty litter! The kitty litter! <laughs> I don't mind it. I, I do appreciate the input, but I do think I have had the best luck with... And, and Dan, uh, we are very close to, uh, to the end of the show, so uh, if, whatever you do, put a flourish on it. <laughs> it zooms into my eye, and then you, th- you see my dad hitting me with a belt again. <laughs> and then it comes back out, and you just see... And this is my gimmick. It's just... Shocking grasp! And I grab one of the skeletons. It's not, I'm not reinventing the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do grab the skeletons. Dealing. Wow. 16 damage. <laughs> you hear a sizzling sound from deep within it, and then it catches fire and falls to the ground. Yeah. Yeah! Damn! Pretty good. Pretty good. I say, uh, fuck, God, I can't riff one. Um, looks like you're. Have Anatoly help you. Anatoly, direct the last line of this episode. Like, if you have, do you have, like what, would, what would he say right now? What would you, what would you say if you're killing a, killing a skeleton? <laughs> That's made advice. You can use ice puns too. Uh, well, fuck. <laughs> I have one. Thank you for coming to Hermantown once in a We love you all. One more time for Aaron McCarthy and Spencer Crittenden. And how about James Urbaniak and Gibran and Anatoly? Thank you so much, sir, and good luck with your studies. And Alice Rubin is the writer from, uh, from Community. I'm Jeff Davis, your comptroller. Dan Harmon, your mayor, everybody. We won't be here for... I'll see you at Comic-Con, but we were not going to do a show on Sunday, so see you the Sunday after next, but I'll see you in San Diego, I assume, right? Yeah. Uh, And and thank you, Feral Audio, and all of your brilliant content. Yes, yes, thank you, Feral Audio, and all your brilliant content. Good night. If I could have your attention, please. For everyone's safety, we are now entering full lockdown mode. You should at this point be gathered in the dining hall. That is our main assembly point and safe room. If any of you are still in the quadrangle or any of the offices or labs, please find alternate containment. Lock yourself in somewhere if you can and await further assistance. To those of you already assembled in the dining hall, I need you all to be sitting on the floor below window level. Remain low and quiet. 
All the doors and windows should be automatically sealed at this point. An enforcement team is on their way to contain the threat. At this time, the best thing you can do is remain calm. Do not react vocally if you hear shots fired. Do not attempt to move the wounded. If you find yourself in possession of a weapon, discard it immediately. You do not want to cause any confusion for the enforcement team when they arrive. Remember the acronym ELBOW. Evacuate, Lockdown, Blockade, Obey, and Wait. As always, there is no smoking in the dining hall. Shit. I forgot to mention the closure of the concourse tube. I know I forgot something. I can't go back on Mike now. I look like I don't know what I'm doing. We can't afford to compromise any confidence people have in me at this point. Most people don't even know who the fuck I am. Kid had to take out a fucking reconnaissance pod full of officers. Officers shouldn't be allowed to all ride in the same pod at once. I've always said that. But that mostly worked, right, Karen? I hit all the technical stuff. When the Kronos was remodeled two cycles ago, the term quadrangle was replaced with access square. Okay, well, no one cares about that. I got everything else correct? All relevant aspects of the ship's lockdown procedure were communicated. Should I have made an emotional appeal? Uh, we'll fight them on the beaches kind of thing? I mean, I'm supposed to be a leader here. In situations such as this, a tone of technical clarity is usually best. Well, you would say that. You're a computer. I was upgraded with an empathy chip as per the... I know, I know, your empathy chip. Can you try to get hold of enforcement sector again? The frequency is still blocked. <sighs> okay, fuck it. This is... Captain James Urbaniak again? I just want to say that I have total confidence that the situation will soon be eradicated. This ship survived the Malton 3 contamination. When a meteoroid punched a hole through our main thruster, we all pitched in. And last cycle, when the Azaleans seized Sector 9, the members of the Kronos were among those thanked by the OSR Alliance in their victory statement. We have been through this before, and we'll get through it again. That's what we do. Oh, and by the way, the concourse tube has been closed. I will provide you with further updates as I receive them. Most people who do this kind of attack, they usually kill themselves at some point, right? Can you get a location off his internal transponder? Internal transponder 742 has been disabled. Of course it has. It's always the tech guys who go nuts, isn't it? Christ. Karen, how many people are in the dining hall? 731. Okay. Well, there's nothing else I can do, right? We'll just sit tight. Like I said. Can you double-check the seal on the door? The dining hall door is sealed. No, no. My door. Main cabin. The main cabin door is sealed. Thank you, Karen.
James. Yes, Karen. I would advise against listening to music at this time. Thank you for your opinion. It helps me concentrate. Any word from enforcement? The frequency is still blocked. Of course it is. Well, be careful what you wish for. Not that I ever wish to be a captain. Do you know how many people had to die for me to get to this position? Six. Six people. This was never meant to happen. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. That's Shakespeare, Karen. I know, James. Of course you know. Can you appreciate it? Can you appreciate this music, Karen? Schubert, Sonata Number 20, D959 in A major, Movement 2, Andantino. I can recognize its calming effects. Have we reached a singularity, Karen? I wanted to be a musician. Karen, calculate the shortest route from main cabin to emergency escape pod one. Calculating. Exit main cabin. Turn left down corridor A. Proceed 6.2 meters. Lower into officer's hatch located on floor. Enter emergency pod bay. Okay, great. Thank you. Are you planning on leaving, James? What? No, no, I just wanted to know. In case we had to evacuate people. There are ten emergency escape pods. Each pod has a ten-passenger capacity limit. There are currently 730 persons in the dining hall. Awesome. What time does the southbound to Long Branch leave Penn Station? Insufficient data does not compute. Very funny. My vital scan has returned an increase in your pulse rate, James. Wait, 730 persons? I thought before you said 731. There are currently 730 persons in the dining hall. And no one can get out or in, right? That's correct. Holy shit. This is not good, Karen. Not good. Have we heard from enforcement? Still blocked. Karen, do you remember Klavdia? Klavdia Rabinovich, Expeditions Unit, Biosciences Sector, age 38. Yes. I met her on the observation deck at the Inorganic Morphons Conference last cycle. We were both ducking out. I was supposed to give a talk that night, and I ended up, well, not giving a talk. We found an unoccupied conference room and kept the lights off. No one found us. A week and a half later, a week and a half, the Azalean conflict breaks out, and the next thing I hear, she's up in a medic unit on Sector 9. Extensive injuries. She's lost a foot, got an infection, and she images me to come see her. And I come see her. I go up there. 
I bring her real cherry blossoms from the farm deck. I mean, they fall apart in a second in that atmosphere, but it's the thought. I walk into her room. She's in pretty bad shape. But she gives me a big smile. And she has friends there. Family. Her mom is there. We've met less than two weeks ago, and I'm meeting her mom. I'm being introduced to everybody. Everything was suddenly really accelerated. And after that, I didn't come back anymore. I made excuses. Then I stopped returning her images. I called the medic center anonymously a couple times to check her status. Eventually, they told me she got discharged. And that was that. I got scared, Karen. I couldn't commit. If you are implying that you are incapable of taking charge of this command post, I was built by Halstead Corporation under specification of the Artificial Intelligence Designation Ordinance and am programmed to take over any and all responsibilities of said post as defined by the Revised Charter of the Council of 2063. In other words, in the event of the person in command being incapacitated, I am able and authorized to take over this ship. You have been placed in command through a council of your peers. Your vital scans are normal. Your brain scans are normal. You have sustained no injuries. Is this information correct? Yes, it is. You are not incapacitated, are you, James? No, I'm not. Thank you, Karen. No problem. Internal Transponder 742 is back online. Jesus Christ, where is he? At the intersection of Corridor B and Dining Hall. He appears to be stationary. His vitals are normal. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. How do you want to proceed? Evacuate, lock down, blockade, obey, and wait. Those are civilian commands, Captain. Right. I know that. There is a level 100 incapacitator located in the top right console of the cabin desk. I know that. I fucking know that. Please calculate the shortest route from main cabin to the intersection of Corridor B and Dining Hall. Calculating. And Karen? Yes. Beethoven, Symphony 7, Movement 2, Allegretto. Accessing. Exit main cabin. Turn right down corridor A. Proceed 20 meters. Enter service module. Proceed to corridor B. Proceed 15 meters to dining hall. I need a temporary override on the electronic reference device. Access to the tactical airlock. An open line to orbit com. Okay. Karen, please unseal main cabin door. <laughs>
Getting On with James Urbaniak, Episode 11, Lockdown, was written by Bree Williams and James Urbaniak, and produced and performed by James Urbaniak. The voice of Karen was Bree Williams. This program is part of the Feral Audio Network. Visit feralaudio.com for prior episodes and other podcasts.